0: as I was talking about today, you need to understand that the work with God is personal. It, it's really, that's, why that's the first point. It's really personal. And we can always be together like this on uh, WhatsApp, on phone, on Facebook, on Zoom or wherever. But you always have to understand that the work of God is personal. That's why for us, once the time is up, we start and we start flowing. It's not because we uh, we don't do, wait for anybody, but just because um, Everybody has the time, and everybody has his own work with God. We don't want to be a hindrance. We don't want a situation where somebody will come at the time, and then we we'll be delaying because other people are enjoying. Then when you do that, then you have to misplace our understanding of God's call, God's work, God's work, the call of God, ministry. Everything is personal. So that is why two people can be on the same bed. And the Bible says that on that day, one will be taken and another will be left behind i mean it just it just tells you clearly that uh, this work and two if people are lying on the same bed, then these that I mean probably their husband and wife and so if their husband and wife and the Bible says one will be taken, and one can be left. It shows you the importance of really um understanding this work of with God that we have, and when you're able to um develop yourself. In working very well with God, what is going to happen is that in times like this, when you have this pandemic, you can't meet, you can't gather, you can't meet everybody, and all those things we have been doing. That's when you really, really see the benefit. If you have learned to do your quiet time yourself, if you have learned to read your Bible yourself, if you have learned to pray yourself. If you have learned to study and listen like we have been doing yourself, so that what's going to happen is that maybe we don't know. Maybe um, God forbid, but maybe tomorrow God will. Maybe Zoom will, be, will Zoom will, maybe Zoom will go off. I go or Facebook, we will we'll not be able to comi- communicate again. The question is, have you developed yourself enough to be able to do your own quiet time, read your own Bible, pray, listen to the message that you have already, and, and, and stay um, connected and committed? I mean, these are the things that is why this series that we have started on Sunday, Develop a Personal Work with God, is so, so important. And next week, God, next week, Sunday, I want to encourage you to gather your friends and your family as we move on to talk about the three pillars of our work with God. The three pillars. Maybe we'll talk about one and we we'll continue um, talking about it till we have finished. All right. So today, we want to continue our studies on um, the art of shepherding and specifically looking at the duties of a shepherd. The duties of a shepherd. I really want to believe that, all of you have your pens, your books, your Bibles, your um, things that you can record, you can you can write something down so that you can always remind yourself and keep on. So you like, don't become hearers of the word. If you become a hearer of the word, then you are deceiving yourself, but you become a doer of the word. All right. And so um, if you look at the duties of a shepherd, and so far, we've looked at the stage one and part of stage two. We said that for stage one, when you talk about stage one, the dues of a shepherd in stage one, there are four of them. We have praying, we have visiting, we have counseling, and then we have interacting. Praying, visiting, counseling, and interacting. The last we started looking at the stage two, and we said stage two we also have four. So we talked about feeding, then we're talking about gathering, feeding, and then gathering. So today we're going to continue. And look at um, the two, the the rest of the two of the um, stage two. Stage two doesn't mean we four duties. So we are going to the next two, which is number seven. So it's stage two and then number seven. And we want to read our scripture for today, which is found in Isaiah chapter forty verse eleven. Isaiah chapter forty verse eleven. If you have your Bible with me. You can go to Isaiah chapter forty verse seven, or you can. Those of you who are on Zoom, you can, um, I'm sharing my screen so that you can see the scripture. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11. The Bible says that he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. And shall gently lead those that are with young. Let me read it again. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. And he shall gently lead those that are with young. He shall gently lead those that are with young. That's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. And so number seven of the deeds of a shepherd, and that's the two, is carrying, carrying to carry. Carrying now to carry or carrying means to support or move someone or something from one place to another. Carrying means to support or move someone or something from one place to another. And you need to understand that if we will be able to do our work well as shepherds, one of the things that we need to do is to learn the ability to carry, the ability to carry. And to carry, basically, we are talking about carrying people. When we read the scripture, the Bible says that, in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, it says, he shall carry them in his bosom. Now, to carry someone in your bosom, your bosom is where your heart is. That's where your heart is. So, when you talk about carrying, if you want to be a good shepherd, it means that you have to put your heart into whatever you are doing. You need to put your heart into it. That is why the Bible says that when Jesus walked around and he saw the people was moved with compassion. Why? Because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. Immediately, because it had entered Jesus' heart so much, immediately he saw them, he was moved. Listen, if you don't put this work of shepherding in your heart, you will never be moved when you see people. You can just meet people and just walk around as if nothing is going on. You can just interact with people and just go around as if nothing is happening. You can just um, um, go come for the gathering and then that is all. But if it's in your heart, then you'll be looking out for the people who, who didn't make it, who are not available, who didn't have data, who didn't have uh, phones to connect, who didn't have, um, for whatever reason, because it, is, it has entered into your heart. And that is where the blessing actually is. Because you need to understand that when you um, – I don't know how many, how many of you have accounts with banks and um, some other companies – Sometimes the people are so committed that when even it's um, your birthday, sometimes they will call you, someone will call you and wish you a birthday, or they will send you a message, or they will uh, um, do something. I remember sometimes, somebody said that uh, as, as a bank manager. Sometimes he even attends funerals of his customers. He attends their funerals, and uh, like the funeral that maybe they, have, they have lost their father or their mother or something, they attend their funeral. Why? You need to understand that for the bank system, all these things, all, the, all those companies, is part of what they call customer service or some, they are just running their business. They don't really care about you that much. All they are, that they, are, they are they are running their business. In fact, for some people, some of these say they are targets to it. The number of people that you can call, the number of people that you can reach out to, the funerals you can attend, people who even attend people's wedding and adoring, all those so that they can maintain the banking or the work-business relationship that they have. And it's all because they want to meet targets that they have been given. But the difference between what they are doing and what we are doing as a church is that for us, it's not about target that we are meeting. That is why many a times, even when we tell you to do it and you don't do it, nobody will do anything, nobody will beat you, nobody will say anything. But if the thing has entered into your heart, then you realize that you don't need anybody to tell you anything. You will definitely be always committed and you are doing what you have to do or what is expected of you to do. That is what it means that the work has really entered your heart. And to be able to do the work of shepherd, we need to, to enter our heart. That's what Jesus said. He shall carry, he shall carry um, them in his bosom. close to, Jesus has carried the sheep close to his bosom to show how much he cares for them, to show how much his heart is in the work that he is doing. But also need to understand that Jesus carrying the sheep also tells us that there are some sheep that we have that we have to literally carry them. Carry them in our hands, carry them in a car, carry them in a truck, carry them, hold their hands, pull them and all those. And that's what the Bible even says that um, for some people, we have to pull them from the fire. That is what it means to do carrying as a shepherd. We need to understand that the sheep that God has given us, or the people that we are discipling, God has given us a responsibility to move them from one place to another. I know people who didn't even want to go to church at all. I know people who didn't want to read the Bible, pray, or say anything at all. But because of shepherding, because somebody carried them, because somebody worked on them in their bosom, They falter, they fall, and they still love them. They carry them around. Today, they are strong Christians in the Lord. I always um, remember the story that I told you some time ago about this young man who um, didn't want to go to church. He didn't want to do fasting. He didn't want to do anything that he has to do. This young man didn't want to do anything. But then... Every now and then, there was this young lady who was discipling this young man, was shepherding her, and he made it a uh, point that no matter what happens, she will carry this young man, whether he's tired, whether he's angry, whatever, he doesn't care. And he did that so much that today that young man is a pastor. And it's all because a young lady decided that I'm coming to support, I want to move this person from one place to another. That is what you and I will have to do if we are going to do our work as shepherds very, very well. We must learn the art of carrying. Jesus said he shall carry them in his bosom. He shall carry them in his bosom. All right, so that is um, carrying. Then the fourth or the, the number eight. So number eight, which is the fourth in the stage two. Number eight is leading. 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 So the so, so in stage two, we have feeding, we have carry g- gathering, we have carrying, and then we have leading. Leading. Now I want to read again um the scripture that we just read in Isaiah chapter forty verse 11. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. He says that the last part, and shall gently lead those that are with young. Shall gently lead those that are with young. I don't know how many of you have seen a shepherd caring for a sheep, or maybe somebody leading um, some cattle or animals around. Once that you realize that, that when you look at him, there are times that you carry some of the sheep in his bosom, you will just carry them, sometimes you put them on his neck, and there are times that he will be leading them. Most often, you see that he is leading them. In fact, when you see, um, most of when you see people taking sheep, a, a cattle around to go and graze, normally there are two. One of them will lead, and one will be at the back. But if it's only one person, that one person will be leading and the reason is that when he leads, the people, he cannot lead them from the back. He has to lead in front. He has to be in front for the cattle to see him or her so that they'll go in the direction that he will. They will follow where he is going. Ladies and gentlemen, if you and I are going to be good shepherds, then we need to also adopt this principle of shepherding called leading. Now, leading means that to cause a person or an animal To go with one by holding them by the hand. To cause um, a person or an animal to go with you by holding them by the hand. And that's why when you see an adult holding um, his or her child, he has held the hand and will be pulling or dragging the child along um, with him. Sometimes um, people use rope. So you see somebody walking the dog. And then you tie the rope to the dog and you pulling pulling the dog and the dog will be following. What is he doing? He's leading the dog along. And he says that, um, so to cause a person to go with one hand by holding them by the hand while moving forward, be, be a route or means of access to a particular place or in a particular direction. Means of access to a particular place or in a particular direction, okay? So that is what it means to lead. You need to understand that if you are going to be good shepherd, then we need to lead our ship. Why do we lead our ship? We lead our ship Or the people that we are discipling, number one, with our own lives. You cannot um, go in one direction and expect people to go in another direction. And that's why some time ago I told you that anyone who says that do what I do or do what I say, but don't do what I do is a big liar. It is not possible. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Paul is a good shepherd. And so he told these people, follow me even as I follow Christ. A good shepherd will lead his sheep in the right direction. And that is why um, when we are shepherds, we don't do what we have to do well. Look at, for example, before when the lockdown happened and these, or we are not able to meet anymore, we are not doing um, all these meetings. We are not doing them. So every Sunday evening, we're free. Many of us will be sleeping. People, others too, will be visiting. Even though do not stay in your house, they won't stay in your house, they'll be visiting people and doing so many things. Then as a shepherd, I said, no, it's okay, we have we have rested enough. Now let's meet evening, Sunday evening. And look at us, we are meeting. Now, if we met over here and I said that, you know what, you keep on meeting, I will just be sleeping because I'm so tired. Because I mean, sometimes I'm tired. No but on Sundays, I'm so tired. Because I wake up so early in the morning um, to do so many things. My wife will be up. Sometimes the children will even be up helping us to put so many things together. Even for now that we are doing, or we don't know, we are not even meeting physically. We do so much um, early every Sunday. So we wake up very early. And then at this time, we have said, oh, we are, I'm tired. Let me just go and sleep. But I realized that if I want to be a good shepherd, then I need to lead from the front. I need to show uh, um, the people that I'm discipling that um, I may be tired. I may be, I may feel weak, I may be whatever, but it still does not matter. God has given us a task that if we are going to shepherd people very well, then we need to really um, understand the task of leading. Hallelujah. So, if you want to be a good shepherd, You must know how to lead well. And leading also means that you have to know how to lead yourself first. You see, um, for example, when I gave you, I told you that this week, you are doing these things. Now, if I ask right now, how many of you did the praying? How many of you did the visiting? How many of you did the counseling? How many of you did the interacting? You see, if I ask right now, that's when you realize that many people are actually not leading from the front. You don't need me to come to you and ask you, are you doing it before you do it? It means that you have not understood separating and the work is not really in your heart. But if the work is in your heart, you don't need anyone to call you. As you as you sit there, you will be able to realize that you have sheep, you see, every every week I'm always talking to people, all, all over. In fact, some of the sheep that I've been assigned to all of you here, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them, and there are most times I know more information about what is happening than you that you're supposed to be the direct shepherd. Why? Because you are not doing the praying, the visiting, the counseling, the interacting that you are supposed to be doing. If you are doing these things, then there's some information that you'll be able to know. You see, I mean, people will tell you things, not necessarily because even if you are pointing that, you are the shepherd of the person. The person may not really be comfortable to open up to you. But when the person feels that you really care about him or her, he really feels that your heart is open or is warm towards him or her, then be able to then share with you things concerning his or her life, and then you really have prayer topics to pray about. But if you don't lead from the front by showing the people that this is how things have to be done, then we realize that it's going to be a very, very big problem. Hallelujah. And so it's important that we really um, do our work very well as shepherds. To wrap up by saying that we have learned the two stages. Stage one, made up of praying, visiting, Counseling, interacting, and they stay two, which is made up of feeding, gathering, carrying, and leading. Hallelujah.